The Gun Experiment proudly presents Chopping It Up. And here are your hosts, Mike and Big Keith. All right. What's going on, Keith? The champ is here. Yeah, man. Sure I'm, is. I'm excited. All right. So oh, we're not even going to talk about it. Oh, I forgot all about it. Oh, I, I'm purposely trying you, to forget you, all about it. I was going to say, you purposely I did. This? You want to talk about it? Go ahead. Of course I want to talk about ahead. it. I am, I am finally won the Neighborhood 22 shoot. Took out Mike and uh, Mike and our buddy Scott tied for second place. So do you want to tell the story, the quick version? Uh, I'll let you tell the story. It involves me winning, so I'll be happy to hear hear that. Hear you. It say was that. it was it was a it was a very good match, correct? It was a very good match. I I hit twenty five twenty five out of thirty. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I hit. Twenty two out of thirty. All right, and then you lost in the bonus round, which I was hoping you were going to explain that part. But. I was so basically, uh, I earned myself into the bonus round because I was within three of you, which is a crazy rule. But yes, we do it. It's a fun rule. It's a fun rule, sure. And uh, I hit the bonus round. Which on your, was a, on your third shot, which is a hundred yard offhand, uh, offhand twenty two with a four inch, four inch gong, four inch gong, hit it, which tied me with uh, you. Yep. And then our buddy Scott hit it on his second shot. On his second shot, and then I have a chance to rebuttal. And if you rebuttal, you win. Correct. And you hit it on your first shot. And I went up and hit it on my first shot. Yeah, it, it was your year. My year. Finally, no more bridesmaid. It felt good. Felt good. Were you a little nervous when I hit that shot? Not in a bait. You would never admit it. I hit that shit on the first shot. I wasn't nervous one bit. I had been hitting that gong all day. That was my best gong. Okay. <laughs> all right. Man has no has nerves of steel, people. Nerves of steel. <laughs> all right. Well, before we get things rolling, I just want to remind everyone that we release new content every Tuesday morning. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And Chopping It Up is sponsored by Target Sports USA. Head over to targetsportsusa.com forward slash the gun experiment to get great ammo or to sign up for their Ammo Plus membership, which saves you 8% off, free shipping on all ammo orders, and a whole lot more all for $95 a year. And if you're out there listening, you're one of our loyal listeners, and you're not following us on Instagram or Facebook, get your ass over there and do it. We have links in the show notes. There's no reason why you should not be following us everywhere and while, while we're at it, I'm going to add this too. You definitely should show, should join Discord. Keith, what do we got coming up in February? Uh, we got the uh, Mantis X Dry Fire League. Yep. Pretty, I've, I accepted your terms and conditions to be the, the uh, commissioner. So Commissioner Keith, he's a 22 champion and commissioner. <laughs> and a commissioner of a Dry Fire League. Yes, he is. So before we get things going tonight, make sure you go check out our friends over at on-site firearms training. They have an extensive course offering and teach classes across the country. You're guaranteed to find a course to meet your needs. Check them out and get trained by the same outfit that trains the gun experiment. I'm very, very happy to have them as a sponsor. And also our guest co-host on this episode is the founder and senior instructor at on-site firearms. I'm pleased to welcome back our good friend, Ben DeWalt to the show. So a sponsor and a co-host. What's going on, Ben? Oh, you know, same old, same old. Just hanging out with my crew over here. Yeah, man. So uh, what's new, man? How, you were at SHOT, right? Yes, I was. Um, so tell us about it. How was it? We weren't able to be there, but give us fill us in. Oh, it's 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 fantastic. I mean, every, we go every year just about. I think I skipped last year. Uh, just I did not want to get on a plane and wear a mask and yeah. show proof of a shot and all, oh, the, all the other crazy COVID conspiracy, you know, requirements. Reasons. Yeah. So I just, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to stay home. I'll just go next year. Uh, but it was good. Uh, met a lot of cool people. Got to see a lot of my old buddies that, you know, we only really get together once a year because everybody's working, everybody's doing their thing. So it's like paths cross for like three seconds here and there. But SHOT Show that week uh, is when we really get to kind of sit down, have chats, talk about stuff, you know. I saw a lot of your your video and stuff, and I was watching a lot of your you know, footage you were bringing on uh, on the gram and whatnot. So were you there as on-site or I saw you were doing a lot of uh, work with the company. You want to talk about that, how that happened? So I was there as on-site firearms training, uh, but one of our sponsors, uh, Night Fishing from out in Michigan, they make great night sites. They also have a company called Glow Rhino, another company called Kamenga. Uh we're pretty tight with them. So their social media person was like, Hey, we need to get some content for the company. And I said, well, I'll go around. I'll, <laughs> I'll do what Ben I'll does. Do and I'll, I'll just follow me with a camera and I will go around and I will talk to all the people that I know. Ben, and if you, I see you talk somebody, to people, you're, you're not shy. No, no, no. And if I see somebody that I don't know, but they have something that looks interesting, 
I'll just go over and start talking about it and then talking to them. Big fan of the dogs, too, I saw. Oh, yeah. Dogs are cool. Shot Show is, there's, there should be actually more dogs. Like, wow, I didn't Thanos think Thanos was right. The snap. The snap. Right? Get rid of 50% of the people and then double the amount of dogs. <laughs> Everything would be the fine. World would be a happier place. <laughs> what, what kind of dog do you have? I know I you have a blue nose pit. Okay. Oh, yeah. But, nice. uh, you know, I saw, saw a whole bunch of people that I knew, saw a whole bunch of new products, and I just went up and started asking the guys that at the booth, like, hey, tell me about your product. Yeah. You know, who are you? What do you got here? What are we holding in our hands? Like, what is this? Give me the details on it. Uh, got to see and interview Mr. Kyle Rittenhouse. Okay, I oh, saw yeah, the picture. Saw yeah. How, so, so tell us about that. How was that? <laughs> it was funny. He's a little shy guy. I'm sure. Um, he yeah. looks like Sean. Yeah, he does, look, he like does look like Sean. But he looks like a skinnier version of Sean. <laughs> <laughs> a skinny pink shirt. <laughs> but I, I saw him. He was walking around, and he was talking to some people, and I came up, and I said, hey, man, how you doing? And he's like, oh, uh, hi. And I'm like, hey, uh, can I get an interview with you real quick? And he's like, um, uh, Sure. I go, actually, you know what? The night fishing booth is like right over there. I was like, would you mind coming over with me? Like, let's just, let's just walk right over here with me. And he's like, he's looking at me like, uh, uh, okay. Like, 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 so you bullied him. You I bullied him. been like, hey, kid, here's free candy. Get in the van. <laughs> and he would have been like, oh, okay. Uh, so we, I walked him over to the night fishing booth. I gave him some night sights. We did a quick little, quick little interview there at the booth. Uh, cool. He's a nice kid, man. Yeah. He's 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 a good kid. I mean, listen, he, he went he, through the ringer. I was gonna say he's been through more than any of us have been through in that. He's those wide-eyed. Kids. He's a little, you know, a little naive. Um, I would say that, you know, he's got to get some good people around him. Yeah, for sure. Because I can see that people would easily take advantage of him. Yeah, is he like, in a split second? Is he? So I mean, I've seen him doing his rounds. You know, he's on like Fox News. He's been on this. Yeah. He's been on that. Is when he's at shot? Is it like? Is he just trying to keep the name relevant? Is it like, I do you think he's trying to break in the industry in some way? I think he's trying to break in the industry. Yeah. I think he very well could be, but I think he is seriously interested. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he obviously, he I mean, look at what have, he did, right? He, dude, he had like, but he had like no ego. He sure. was like really laid back, a little shy. Got to have thick know. skin to go through what he went through. Yeah, yeah. but he. You know, it's better was, to be that way. Yeah. Because you can kind of like harden up. Yeah. But imagine like being zero, hard. Zero ego, though. Yeah, that's like, good. Not not like, yeah, man, you know who I am. Right. That's good, like, though. Oh, wow. You guys are going to give me sights. Wow. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Like, that's cool. This like nice, nice little kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that's, that's awesome. Not like Sean at all. No, no, no. no <laughs> In no, that no, regard. Not at all. Um, He's like a gremlin. Yeah. yeah. But I got to see, uh, you know, our other buddies, Chuck Pressburg, Jared Reston, Dan Brokos, a uh, couple other buddies that work for cool. different gun companies. Do you Pat McAdoo? Did not see him. No. Usually we see him every Monday at the uh, kickoff party. I didn't see him, and I didn't see him rolling around anywhere. So I didn't see any but, footage or anything of him. So no, I picture might. him literally rolling around somewhere. Like I picture him like in somebody's booth, like jumping over something and rolling around and yeah, doing push-ups. And <laughs> yeah, squats. something yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, I mentioned the place you were. You were at the Victo's booth at one point. Yes, we were. So I, I like their stuff. Anything new coming out from them that... They have their version of the Arcteryx Atom, okay, which is a zip-up jacket, very similar. You probably see me wear the Atoms a lot. Yeah, uh, I don't think I know that. What is it called again? Say it one more time. Arcteryx Atom. A T O M. Uh, yeah. T E R Y. Oh Jesus, I can't even spell it. There it is. Second, second one down there. Uh, so the Atom is. One of the the best coats for like you know springtime fall, uh, the other stuff's a little heavier. But Victos kind of has their version of it. Okay, a uh, little bit more puffy. Yep. So definitely saw that. Yeah, saw that, and I was like, oh wow, that's really cool. I need to get one of those. The one that I saw that they made. I don't know if this is this one's not new because it's been on their site, but it had like already has the slits, the pockets for like yeah. thirty rounders, like yeah. for like P mags. Yeah, they got a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, they got they got cool stuff. I, I have whole, one of their jackets. Whole new bunch of like shoe lines coming out. Um, that's cool. Some pants. Yeah, their stuff. So, their stuff's definitely cool. Oh, they definitely got quality stuff. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I'm wearing a pair of the cadre shorts right now. So, yep. 
He might, hey, are. does he work for UPS? I don't know. Well, he might. No. He's seeing how long he can let the not, uh, shorts. Not part stay. of the challenge. We were, we were saying UPS, man. Those guys wear shorts as late, as long as they can. My buddy Rob works for them. I'll find out. <laughs> yeah, I want to know. Is it like a pool? Do they put money in for it? I think they seriously have. I think that, so. Right? Really? Yeah, I feel oh, so, yeah. so you weren't kidding? Pete, I wasn't kidding. It? I, it's, I, it's a competition. Like yeah. I've definitely heard UPS guys talk about this. Interesting. And I'm like, yeah. all right, whatever. So you. what's new with onsite? Anything? Any new courses? Anything? Always, man. We're we right now. I just joined this forum for posting all your classes called Bulletin.net. Okay. Oh, I don't know if you guys heard of them, but you can post. They'll let you host all your classes up there and links to, to for people to sign up for free. Okay. So I spent probably about two weeks putting all the classes in, and I think we've got 140 classes from crazy. now until the beginning of November. That's crazy. No all right. So you were at shot and. Prior to shot, I was looking around, poking around the interwebs and whatnot, and there were two products that I was like, okay, these are two things that I'm like, cool, 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 I want to see these. So the first one was the Oracle Arms 2311, Saw it. Um, which is their, basically their 2011, but it takes P320 mags, and yep. it's kind of like a P320 and a staccato had a baby kind of a thing. Yes. Um, so I love that description. Let, let's start off with that. So... Give me a impression. I heard that there's a uh, polymer frame grip, and I heard there's an aluminum frame grip. Did you get hands on both? I got hands on both. Uh, the design work and the ergonomics are very cool. Yep. Uh, detail work I, looks on good. it. Detail work on it thing is smoking. Uh, racking the slide, a uh, little rough. Trigger was a little rough. Okay. They definitely need a little bit of fine tuning. I would probably buy one, take it apart, polish up some parts, you know, do some. Well, you know, somebody's going to want to become in the company that does that, right? They're yeah. Gonna... I mean, one of these guys, one of these these third party companies are going to grab it and make their own version of it um, like agency does or yep. any of the other guys. Uh, it was cool. I wouldn't rush right out and buy one. Yep. But they were definitely cool. I mean, yeah. it was it was a new twist on on sort of old classics, you know. Some of this, so I like the fla the flared magwell, and I love that it has the sides cut yeah. out, the cutout, so you can rip a mag from yeah. it. That's kind of cool. And uh, like you said, stylized wise, I think they're very stylistic. Problem that I see with a lot of products at Shot Show is everybody's trying to reinvent the wheel and yeah. make it more round. Yeah. Like, hey, we're going to make the wheel even more round. Right. right. It's like, well, the wheel's yeah. fine. Leave the wheel alone. Yeah. I look at it, and so first off, that I wish they would have went with non-suppressor height sights. I wish they would have milled that a little deeper. Oh, I, I actually like the suppressor height. Do you? Yeah. yeah I, I would have liked that that red dot milled in a little deeper. That's my my first thing. I mean, I, I definitely said I think they look sharp, like you said. Well, and it, and, and it looks like not both of them have, like you, you could get an option without the suppressor height sights. Right, but then you yeah. couldn't run a red dot without putting suppressor sights. That's on. true. Well, yeah. you could actually get the night fishing Stealth series, which is one third co-witness ah, instead of taking up half. Gotcha. Oh. So the company that I was working as the shot show tour guide for, yep. they make this one third co-witness stealth series. So instead of taking up half of your optic window, it only takes up the lower one third. Gotcha. Much better. That's what I'm running on all my guns. Gotcha. So the other thing I heard about this, and I don't know if you heard this, but I heard that they're not even in production yet. So they have the, they're working on getting like you know guns out there and for T and E. I actually I actually didn't tell you this, Keith, but I reached out to them, mm -hmm. and this is really a really cool story. So one of our uh, faithful listeners, um, and he's on Instagram as well. He was in conversation with them just on chats on on you know comments and stuff. Sure. And I said something about like T and E with them, and I and I'd like to you know get my hands on one. And he goes, the guy's right up in the comments above. Ask him. And so I, I did, and he was like, email us at this email and ask for one. And yeah, you know. cool. And so I, I said, you know, we'd love to get you on the show, talk about the product and I'd love to get one of my hands for T and E anyway, today, that same fan, that same listener tagged them and said, Hey, gun ex at the gun experiment, give them a T and E. And the guy was like already ahead of you. Oh, cool. And nice. so we'll see, we'll see if it actually comes to fruition, but yeah. I heard they're not in production, so I mean, like, I hope it's not one of these things. Well, You've ben, probably ben seen had it. one in his hands. Well, no, but that doesn't mean they're mass producing for yeah, sales. Those though, know. guys, what you see in it, like Shot Show, or what you may see it like NRA, if somebody's coming up with a new product at the NRA, at yep. the NRA show, that may not be available to the public for three to six months. That's my point. Okay. So, so I hope that in the meantime they have all this like hype, and I hope it doesn't just like. Yeah, it could be. That sounds like it's normal 
par for the cars course yeah. for this industry. Yeah. So people well, probably of, any trade show, right? I mean, yeah. car happens cars I mean, all the time. At, you look oh, at yeah, shot sure. show. You look at NRA. If you've got a booth, you got a company, you've got products. You want to showcase those products, whether they're ready for production or not. Right. You want to like, hey, everybody, this is what we're gonna have. You yeah. Know, so yeah. So now, what about the um, Bond Arms Lever Action AR15? So this thing, I had reached out to you before any of this and said, hey, what do you think of this? And you seemed like you were kind of a fan of it. Uh, which one did I see? The POF one. The, the, well, basically, I, mean, I guess we go with any one of these. It doesn't have to be the Bond Arms. But there, there's the new thing out there is an AR-15 that is a lever action. And yeah. it's got either like the Magpul stock. Again, there's that wheel. Let's make this one octagon now. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so I like the... Uh, Good option for New York, though. Yeah, it is a great option for New York. I like the POF one. The POF one was pretty cool. Can I didn't pull get it up to see the Bond Arms. Which one was it? POF. POF. Patriot Ordinance. Oh, that is the other one. That's the one I initially saw. Yeah. And when I was doing research, I found this one. But yes, yeah. that is the original That's one. That's the one you originally yeah. sent me. Yeah. Um, so what is you from a from a tactical, from an instructor standpoint, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, is this a good is it a good home defender? Is it a good, you know? <laughs> it's a it's, it's honestly a toy? for me, it's a range toy. Yeah. Uh I like lever action guns. You teach a lever action course. Yeah. I like lever action. I like the the you know Winchester ninety four, the Marlin three three six. That's it. Yeah, it's I mean cool that one's kind of more squared off and and tactical looking. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I mean you know if they were like, hey, do you want one? I'd be like, sure. Yeah, I'll take it and I'll run it. But if somebody was like, hey, I'm selling one. I'd be like, oh, cool, that's nice. I feel like in recent times, the idea of a tactical lever action has sort of caught a little bit of, there's a little bit of steam with that, but I'm not saying it's a a good idea or a bad idea, but... It's different. It's got to... It's different. A skill has got to be learning how to, you know, shoot fast. Yeah. And you can do it. I mean, guys can shoot those things fast. Have you guys done our shotgun class? No. No, we keep talking about it. So I've taken shotgun classes where... Everything is run off of a table. There's tables set up across, and your shotgun is sitting on a table. And when it's time to shoot, you pick up your shotgun, you load it, you shoot. Done. Shotgun back down on the table. Okay. And then I've taken other shotgun classes where you've been on the line, no tables, holding your guns, but you really don't go anywhere. You're just in that same spot for like 90% of the class. So we run our shotgun class a little bit more like most people would run a carbine class. There's a lot of shooting and moving. There's a lot of multiple targets, uh, a lot of kneeling, squatting, prone, supine, everything. And I think that's where this type of lever action gun is coming from because everybody wants to try something new, like the lever action class. Like, wow, what a great idea. Let's do a lever action class. Yeah, no one's done that before. Well, now everybody's doing a lever action class. Right. And we were using like Rossi 92s, Marlin 336, you know, Winchester 94s, whatever, you know, whatever 357, 38, you know, 44 Magnum, whatever yep. calibers you have. And now these guys come along, mag fed lever actions, and it's just, it's just something different. Yeah. Like I said, everybody's trying to come up with the next thing. So look at Glock. You've, they came out with the 17. Everybody wanted something smaller. They came out with the 19. Everybody wanted something a little bit smaller, the 26. Then they wanted it bigger again. And then they wanted <laughs> something with, I, well, I like this length, but I want that grip. So they made the 45 or the 19X. I never understand the longer grip and the shorter slide. For me, so, I want the longer slide and the shorter grip. I like the longer grip. I like yeah. all if you fingers. Got, if you got meat that's, cleavers. That's probably part of it. Yeah. Thin hands, right? It. You're, you're, you're fragile. Yes, I am. <laughs> he's, no, he's, I don't say he's fragile. He's gentle. Gentle. <laughs> gentle. gentle. You're gentle. gentle. But um, I, like, I like full pinky contact on the entire front strap. You can't, you can't wrap there. around a 19? It hangs a little bit. Does it? Yeah. Um, you know, I hang low, so. <laughs> just, I, I literally was going to. Oh, you're getting older. You're getting older. Yeah. Everything's starting to hang a little Everything's low. starting to hang a little <laughs> Gravity's kicking my ass. <laughs> there you go. You're not going right. to be able to wear shorts much longer. Hey, it looks like I sat in gum. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't pass this one up. What's so that? the whole Alec Baldwin uh, involved him in manslaughter charge. So it's looking like he's going to get off the one count. And he's look, he could be facing 18 months in prison, yeah. which... Uh, uh, I, I, never, I, never, I never pulled the trigger. 
The gun was empty when they handed it to me. I, I never pulled the trigger. They told me it was. They told me it wasn't. It wasn't so Keith, I'm going to let you start with this. What What are your thoughts on just the incident itself? I know I we've talked about it before. At the time. I only had uh, my thoughts in terms of like what happened. So I mean, I think there was a major breakdown in. Uh, I think it was like a plane crash. There were many, many breaks in the chain. Definitely, and um, you know, they all led to what happened. So what I'm hearing them say. And I think that's where his responsibility and, and, is. And, and, and I think, so there's a few things here. So first off, the the one thing I've heard is, well, he was the executive producer. He Correct. is responsible. Correct. And what he has responded, and I, I actually think this is an industry thing in Hollywood that I think this maybe will change things. Well, no, it won't because it's a money thing. But they give that EP credit so that he can make more money on the back end when they release stuff. And he said that that was his actual. He said, I, "I'm only an EP because it, it's part. It's, it's part of my contract so that I can make more money in the in the you know when it comes out." And right, they they can afford me by not having to pay me so much, so they can give me credit in the back end if it does really well. It's just <laughs> the, the the problem with that is is you're taking on a title, which that title doesn't mean anything. Well, now we're finding out like maybe it should. Like maybe like if you have that title, maybe you should be responsible for something. Well, I I, I think the reality is uh, that's why he's been charged. You have the title, you are responsible, whether yeah. you believe it or not. And um, yeah, you know, I mean the other thing is. is, and so I was actually uh, telling my wife about this, and Ben, you came up, and I said, I said when we take one of Ben's classes, I said the first thing he does is he takes us on a line, we take out the firearm, we we lock the slide back. He makes us look down through from the top down through the magwell, make sure that we see concrete. Put my what? finger in the in the. In, and, then, in, and then what do you do after that? And then put our finger into the magwell and look through the look into the barrel. There's not a round in the in the chamber. Then I have you look away. I I was wait. Let me get there. I said he makes us look at the breach face. I said then we have to look away. I I swear I said this. I said then we have to look away. Wipe the slate. Then we do it all over again. And I said to my wife, who's you know not super familiar with guns, and I said, the reason for that is you want to make absolute sure, you know, like you want to have that right. And so, Keith, when we come in the studio and you bring a firearm to show me, or I bring you one to show you, we always it's I've checked it twice before I got here. Yep, and, and then, then I check it when I take it out of the bag. <laughs> And then I tell you it's clear and I but, tell you to check it anyway. Right. It's clear, <laughs> yeah. but feel free to check it again. So and what have, do I do? You have to have a respect for the piece of machinery. You got to have a respect right. for the tool. Like take a look at any of these guys, Alec Baldwin, Liam Neeson, yep. Stallone, Schwarzenegger. I mean, there's a whole list of these Hollywood actors that are just consistently on covers of movies and movie posters with guns in their hands, fingers on the trigger. Yep. I mean, that was a big 80s thing. Your finger was always on, on the, the trigger. trigger. Like yeah. Mel Gibson, you know, lethal weapon, whatever. They're all anti-gun. Yep. Like Liam Neeson said, you know, he disagrees with the fact that people can own and carry guns in this country. But he makes money off it. But every single movie that he has made in his past 12 I, movies have been him shooting people. That is the biggest like, problem I have with the situation that we're talking about. Well, and this is that Alec complacency Baldwin. that guys like Alec Baldwin, they're on the set of a movie, they've got a gun in their hands, and they think that they are untouchable. So I'm going to play devil's advocate, and I genuinely kind of so first of all i think the guy's a pompous ass i i don't we don't no, he's agree lucky to even still be in we, movies we don't his, agree politically we don't agree in terms of firearms like that's all obvious but in the movie industry they bring in armor on set and for however long that's been going on the uh, standard operating procedures is the armorer handles all of that and i would assume it's because they don't feel like a an actor who's anti-gun, who has no clue what's going on, has his head up his ass, is makes perfect sense, right? It makes perfect sense. And part of the argument on the other side of this, and is that he was just doing what's been done in that industry for, for forever, and a tragedy happened, right? I have to say, and I'm saying this from like a human perspective, not from a political. I actually feel horrible for the guy because, but he didn't handle it very well. No. That's the problem I have yeah. is he does, he's kind of doubled down several times and kind of like just been like, well, I never, I never pulled the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude, you did. 
That's how guns yeah. work. I actually would be have more respect if he said, you know what, like this was a tragedy and and I was following the procedures that we have, have been laid out by yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. I, I read an article where someone was trying to compare this and trying to say that this isn't the first time this type of tragedy has happened and they went to the crow. Yeah, uh, Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee. Yep. And, the, you know, I, I kind of was like, it's not the same. He was shot by a blank. It was yeah, a it was blank. A it was a fragment that came yes. off in a in a, uh, a round that was allowed to be or supposed to be on that set. It's a totally different situation. Correct. This was a live round ammunition that had no place on a movie set. And how it got there is the direct so irresponsibility. Blanks, you still... Do not point blanks at someone. Mike and I have had a, had an experience with this. No, yeah. I mean, and that's not that's not even how you're never supposed to be in a scene that's firing a gun where you and I are directly you're in the line of fire. Right. That's correct. And um, so that's true. I didn't even think about that. But when you and I had that, we had an experience where we got to work with Hollywood, somebody who does this. Hollywood blanks and, yep. and and does this stuff and. That was the first thing they told us is See, that the, they changed the angles so it looks like you're aiming. I, I shot. We, I shot Keith. Yeah. So I, the silliest things. I shot you. You the did. Silliest things that we do. I acted in, better in some of these classes where people are like, oh, can we keep doing this? So like our force on force class. You come into the force on force class. You are not allowed to bring a gun into the building. When you yeah, walk in the door, we frisk you. If you leave the room or leave the scenario and come back in, you get frisked again. More ice, Keith? No, I'm good. Uh, Thank you. About two years ago, and I'm not going to drop names because I don't want to. I don't want to, you know, skyline anybody. A company out in Pennsylvania was doing a force on force class, and from what from what I gathered, what the information that was received, they broke for lunch. They came back from lunch for some reason. Not everyone was frisked. Not everyone degunned. And when they got back into the next scenario, uh, a pistol came out of a holster. The round was fired. It was a live round. It went into a student's neck, and the student is now paralyzed from the waist down. Holy shit. And that was because of lack of proper safety protocols. Uh, yeah. Okay, but so I like... So I like, like but uh, this is a situation where complacency, right? Ah, yeah, we checked everybody. We're good. Oh, yeah, we checked everybody this morning. We're good. No one would be dumb enough to do it again. I've been to enough of your courses. I know that your protocols are super tight. And I and I trust that they're super tight. For for that very reason. Right. But what? let's say that I go and we're using, I don't know if you have, uh, uh, let me uh, suspend reality for a second. Mm -hmm. Let's say that your force-on-force -force guns are all red so that we know that they're force-on-force -force guns. Correct. And we go in and you're like, you do your protocols, everything is good, like you say. And I'm like, cool, I trust Ben. Like Ben's done all the all the work for me. And then- someone threw a live red gun in there and I used it and I shoot someone. Well, is that on me? Like, should I have checked every gun or am I supposed to know that the trainer has provided the protocols in place? Who does that fall on? So I gotta be honest. If I go to your class, I'm not checking every time I, I'm not checking. Is this sim ammunition or is this real ammunition? Every I would time? find it hard for someone to sneak a gun into. Yeah. And paint it minute, red and be like that. Like you minute, would know yeah, that feeling. The minute you walk through the door, stop. We're checking you. Right. That's the scenario that we're You do it when here. you break for lunch too? Yeah. You break for break lunch. For lun if you go to the bathroom, let's say you were in, let's say we're in a wing of the building. Yep. And you're like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. You I got to go. I got to go. I do. I, you're, I drop, you're getting frisked 17 times. Yeah, I drop yeah. major shits when I go. <laughs> if, you've, if you've got like, you know, old man bladder and you have to pee every half hour, <laughs> you leave, you take a buddy with you. When you come back, you both frisk each other. Even though you never left each other's eyesight, I, I want to go with the hawker all that's I was gonna say, does uh, does anyone you know I go don't to the, care. the minute you do walk a little too back much into the room, stop. Somebody check him, and you can tell me, oh no, no, I don't have anything, and I'll say bullshit. I don't believe you. I, I mean, will, I will not have that happen. I will not allow. <clears throat> no, that's a scary thought, man. It really is. So at the end of the day, we think you should be charged or not. I think he has. I think he has to be. I mean, he he has I think actions have to have consequences. Yeah, yeah. you got to take responsibility for it, right? I do genuinely feel like he probably was just following the protocols that Hollywood has in place. I do believe that. Look, if not, if not criminally, but, that that woman, she's got a family. 
You yeah, know, there's got to yeah, be some yeah. civil, some yeah. civil. Conflict. I think there already and, is. I think the civil case. And by the way, the armor I heard, I heard the armor has screwed up before on other. So the armor yeah. should be gone. Yeah, the armor should not be allowed to work in the industry. Again. And she should be locked up. I mean, she you know definitely who would make good armor. Like if you had to be like, we need armors for Hollywood movies, like. Instructors. <laughs> Fisher would make a great armor. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Could you imagine him on a Hollywood he, set? He would end somebody, up. He would end up finding his way. The movie the would film. be. By the way, the movie would be over, and he'd go. I'm not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> how about getting somebody who really understands guns and how they work? But armorers should. Should armorers yeah, well, do though? Yeah, they should. I, I think a few of. Them, I mean, the ones we've met. You know. You know what the problem is though with this armor? This armor, I I could be wrong about. It this. was a family thing. It was a daughter of a right so of a, of a very well respected armor. Yes, so that's one of those things where it's like you know Ben, you have a kid, and you're like my kid's going to be in the industry Nepotism. one way or the other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that shit happens. Nepotism, right? So, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. But she's she's definitely got to be accountable. Whoever handed him the gun and said so was she the other one that was charged? Because two yeah. people were charged. Yeah, yeah, it was her. And, she, her, her, the armor and him. and him. Yep. And two people, one died. They both die. Two got shot because he didn't get charged for the one. Oh, I thought only one person got shot and died. I thought it was two. Two people got shot. Two people got shot. One died. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm not a fan of his. It was only one. I don't like him as a person. I don't either. I find he's absolutely a terrible person. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Do I think that he would willingly grab a gun and purposely press trigger on somebody? No, not at all. No. So it's definitely an accident, yeah. but it's an accident. Well, that's why it's involuntary manslaughter, right? Carelessness, complacency. I and, wonder and a lack of respect. A lack of respect for firearms. So I don't know the guy. I don't. I. I. I've heard he's a great guy. Uh, I'm going to mention two. One of her is a great guy. The other one, I. I don't believe to be a really great guy. But I have a, a lot of respect for um, Keanu Reeves. I've heard he's a very genuinely dude. good dude. Great dude. Yeah, and. You know, him training with Terran Tactical for the John Wick movies. I'll guarantee you that that motherfucker knows the thing or two about guns. Sure. So that's the kind of guy that I go, man, like, good for you because you're actually learning your craft. And Will Smith is the other one who also trained with Terran Tactical. And I believe probably has a, actually, there's well, a, seen the video, the video of, of him Smith. yelling at a yeah. guy. Yeah. I, we heard Don't that point was staged. that thing at me. <laughs> we, there were, I, 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 there were, a lot of accounts that that was staged after him chastising the guy. Really, that that happened after the rush shooting, and that was like a staged. No, that was way before the rush. No, shooting. no, no. I'm gonna look it up now, but I'm pretty. I'm pretty. That sure. Will Smith thing. I saw years the ago. The internet to find yeah. out the correct information. Allegedly. Go, Doctor Google. Go. But, <laughs> I, but but I really you know back to Keanu Reeves. Like that guy is like supposedly a really humble dude, and he can run a gun for sure. Yeah. And yeah. I really respect the fact that someone like takes that much care and time. And that's really, isn't that what you want from a guy like you said, Liam Neeson? Wouldn't you have more respect if you said, listen, if you're going to be in these movies, at least like dive into the world a little bit. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't be a hypocrite, you know? Well, don't, don't sit here and, and chastise, you know, a country that you're not from yeah. or their cultural interests. Right. You know, and then, and then make money off right. of it. Like, right. I, I don't think that you should have guns. What, my next 10 movies are all <laughs> going to have me shooting up everybody. You know, like, get out of here, man. Go back to England. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some things out here that, that are raising some questions as to whether or not that was staged. Um, I could have swore that was old, old stuff. but we have It to look was up. supposedly from a Bad Boys set. Okay, I, but, I saw it years ago. Uh, what you going to do? Because I haven't seen that recently, you know what I mean. I, I oh, I, seen the first time I ever saw it was after the wrestling. Oh, I have. Oh, I. Who knows? You know what? So I see so much shit on the internet. I'm like constantly. But anyway, Keith, you did your. You did last week. You showed me that video of you driving, a uh, uh, driving course. Yeah, it was. So a, he drove like what, what was the car? It was an AMG Driving Academy. It was at Lime Rock in Connecticut. Yep. And um, basically, it was uh, <clears throat> and a course put on by AMG Mercedes and you got to drive every model AMG they had. And they had the uh, SLK in like a little road course. You drove the E series and drag racing. You had um, uh, a C series and some like um, 
you know, learning apex and apex of turns and and how to break through those. So why I'm bringing this up is there had to be proto there had to be protocols in place for that. Oh yeah, the first hat the first like three hours of the day was training and and yeah. And so you didn't run anybody over by accident. No, no, I didn't run anyone over by accident. There were a couple of people that that almost crashed. So speaking of driving, uh, let's talk a little cars. Uh, what do you think of the new Mustang Dark Horse? Well. I mean, it's pretty cool, but I think I think that uh, this is way cooler—the Carroll Shelby Centennial uh, edition. Now, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, the Dark Horse is—they I heard it's the highest horsepower production Mustang 5.0. Is that true? Uh, this is pretty. This is I think higher than it. Uh, is this a production see. though? This production? is production. It you is? can buy it directly from Shelby. Okay. Um, this is yeah, only 500 horsepower. So it is. They're saying it's. In terms of like mass production, yeah. But uh, this Carroll Shelby—that's the dark horse you're talking about. That's the dark horse. The Carroll Shelby one is seven hundred and something thousand. Now it's fifty thousand on top of the car. Oh, 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 I was about to say, wow, I'm gonna go buy one tomorrow. <laughs> no, no. So you got to buy the car first, which I think a base model Mustang these days are probably going for forty-five. Yeah, so you're looking at like a hundred thousand dollar car. Eh, yeah, give or take. But to make, it's to make it cool. To make it well. I, I have a car that has more horsepower than this, and I paid way less than that. Yeah. But <laughs> I did the work myself. Yeah. But are you a car um, guy at all, Ben? I like my trucks. Yeah, I'm a truck guy too. I uh, don't. You know, cars are cool. Yeah. I had, I actually had a car for a little while. Yeah, uh, I had a Nissan Altima that was phenomenal. Yeah, uh, full tank of gas. It would say like 587 miles, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Holy smokes. The newest Raptor um, is freaking awesome. 700 yeah, horsepower. Cool. Yeah, but it gets like 12 miles to the gallon. Well, you, uh, what do you think of the new Hummer? I don't. You don't like I it? I don't. I mean, I like the first one. Yeah. But it's, it's very futuristic looking, right? The problem with, with all of these cars is what are we getting on the roads? Right. So I have my FJ, which gets 16 and 18. Yep. And I love it. It's fun to drive, which is the reason that I have it. Yeah. Like, despite the poor gas mileage. You're like a gas mileage guy, huh? Well, you drive a lot. I drive a lot. Yeah. I'm spending eight, nine, ten hours sometimes, you know, driving from here to Texas. Yeah. So I picked up a Tacoma. You don't fly, huh? I hate flying. Man, you Are you and Fisher the same person? Do you just take a mask off and you're Fisher? I, I don't like to fly commercial. Death. I'll fly myself. Um. I, I got a Tacoma, which is 18 and 20, sometimes 22 miles. Yeah, that's, so that's, what, my a big Ford, that's what my Ford gets, 18, so 20. Cars, my Altima was great, but the problem with the Altima was I had limited limited capacity. Yeah, and you got a carry. Limited capacity. And, and you're, about yeah. a, you're, you're almost a third of that capacity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the standard, the sta you, you had a New York compliant and you needed standard yeah, capacity. I mean, you put in a couple thousand rounds of various ammo. You put in a couple rifles. Th that thing's squatting. Yeah, like you're, <laughs> so, you're dragging tail. So I want to look at this Hummer really quick. So can you get the video up a little bit? Yeah, sure. It's, it, they're very cool. I mean, like, I just, it, I, it's futuristic looking. I don't know. That, I'm just not, I don't like the Hummers, period. That's it's the, the new one? Yeah, it's the, it, it's the EV part that I'm not so sure about. Well, I, so know? I want to go, you said that this is the last year for the hellcat so yeah this is the last year that you can buy a production internal combustion hellcat okay. but i heard they're doing away with the hellcat and they're coming up with something new like a, an electric something it is right? an electric one i think that you've got your arcteryx ad <laughs> oh yeah look at that now it's, on, now it's in my feed yeah um algorithm it, yeah they're doing um they are doing something else and i think it might be called the banshee yes that is it 100 percent. Uh, that's it okay yeah. I, I was pretty so sure. This is where I'm going with this because Ben, you're saying you want the gas mileage. Yeah. And Keith, you and I have had this conversation off the air a little bit, but like the thoughts of electric cars, I mean, Keith, you and I have said, both said it. I mean, the torque on an electric car, I mean, they move. They move. Like the Tesla, what is it, the Tesla Plaid, right? That, <laughs> yeah, thing, yeah. that thing is like fast as can be. I need the gas mileage. I also need the cargo space, but I also need to be able to fuel up again. Yeah. Right. You that's know, the well, that's, that's part of the problem. And the other part is I, I hate when they say, and you and I said this off the air again, but they talk about the electric and how it's good for the environment, is it? It's but not. like it's not. They're it's mining not. the shit out of this these these metals. And they're still shipping this stuff on boats, right. trucks, and like getting all the stuff from it, point point I, A to point B. It can make you feel good about yourself. Other. I'm not I'm not i I'm not opposed to it. I would drive a electric car I would. on my daily commute. You know, like a, a, a set route or routes, you know, one or two different ways that I get to work, three maybe, you know, I know the mileage, I can do the same thing every day, you know, the motinous side, I'll do an EV. 
if it's flooding and there's two feet of water, I'll take my FJ over your electric car. One hundred percent. I'm yeah. saying on a normal everyday, right You're saying a, a, a normal everyday commute, Ben. Yeah. But there is nothing like getting in my Mustang and running through gears. And yeah, why would you give that up? I agree with you. Like, uh, for lots of reasons: the exhaust, the, the sound, the the feel. Visceral. Right. I yeah. I co- I totally understand that, and I also understand what you're saying. Like, one of the reasons I won't get one is we drive to my my brother in law has one. And my brother-in-law is about three hours, three and a half hours from my in-laws, and we're about three hours from my in-laws. And right. um, and he has to stop. Well, no, the other the other day we were going to go somewhere, and we're like, "Can we take your car?" And he's like, ah, "I don't have the charge, man. I gotta like." And I'm like, "I can never live like that. Yeah. Like when I want to go right. somewhere, four I want to go somewhere." Four hours from now, yeah. I have to find a charging I, I, station. I cannot live like and that. That's going to be about another four hours of charging time. I'd always be on empty, by the way, because like I'm just I I don't ha- I'm I, a go I'm go go go. I'm know? just ready. F- which, you know, I'm ready for this on a lot of different topics, but I'm just ready for people to accept the reality that it's a, you want to maybe say it's the lesser two evils. Maybe it's the lesser two evils today, but mining for those heavy metals, where are you going to put these batteries when they die? You know, uh, where do you put your batteries now? Like when they die, you know what I mean? Where are they going to go? And, you know, you don't have that same thing in an, in a, internal combustion engine you yeah. fill it with gas it burns gas you fill it with more yeah there's emissions if, that are if affecting things if I we're get it. not talking good for the environment like your social conscience i do think that like if you started to kind of get your hands on if you drove a really cool exotic electric you might be able to get past that visceral you might be able to, like this thing's pretty fucking cool oh i already think i could do that yeah. you know i mean I, most supercar There's manufacturers a place for both in keith's garage oh yeah for sure most most supercar manufacturers are doing some version of uh electric. of electric they're doing a hybrid or something yeah. i mean ferrari's doing a lamborghini uh lamborghini's not what about a self-charging car the more you drive it the more it charges the, like that that's a hybrid like there are some out there yeah. i just saw some well the brakes on them when they when they break that actually creates energy, and they re- they return that. It's not a lot, but oh, it was a it was a Kia, I think, yeah. and it was uh, somebody just bought one. And it's a hybrid, and they're getting like it's an SUV, pretty large, and I want to say he said he was getting like thirty five. It was a big SUV. Mm-hmm. He's getting like thirty five miles a gallon. Good, it's awesome. Yeah, and you don't have to charge it. Yeah, you fill it with gas, and then you rechar- you know recharges while it goes. So that, that might be, be your next one. Yeah, there you go. All right, Keith. Not opposed to it, but I I do agree with what you're saying. Um, so Keith, take us back to guns. All right. So I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, our President Joe Biden and the statement on introduction of key gun safety bills. All right. So nobody should have more than one hundred rounds. No, no. I, you know, magazines I, in their clip. I saw. I, I it, part of my algorithm, Ben. Part of my uh, uh, my feed that I get every day is a. Uh, I get anything that uh, comes across from the White House's uh, press release, right? And he put something out a couple days ago, and he uh, talked about his uh, uh, his ability to pass, you know, and be a part of uh, the uh, assault weapons ban a while ago. And uh, he wants to do it again. And his uh, exact quote was, "I urge both chambers of commerce to Congress, excuse me, to act quickly and deliver the assault weapons ban to my desk." So I looked. I did some research. I have I have two articles in the show notes, links in the show notes for stats from shootings in the U.S. and stats on the ninety four assault they don't, weapons. They don't ban. matter. So. Well, it matters to me. They don't care. They, they don't, don't care. care. It, they don't. Kathy Hochul said it. She doesn't care about numbers. She, no, you're right. She that, did. Data it's doesn't matter. Agenda. I don't need data. The but agenda, the bottom agenda, line is agenda. this. They don't give a shit about truth. You're 100% right. But the assault weapons ban did lower. Shootings did go down. But they stayed at that same level for a decade. And then they start. Now they're spiking up. But here's the thing that's interesting. is and Even, even th- when they declined, the... Uh, and this is coming from the Department of Justice, what? right? Yep. They, they admitted, even to this day, the percentage of those of those murders were not with assault weapons. Yeah, but so it is, so it, it dropped. But it, if you're only committing three percent of of murders of crime with assault weapons, and you're dropping significantly, it can't be from assault weapons. No, I see the point, uh, and and it's it makes a lot of sense. But I I guess I'm. I'm trying to come up with a reason to what would have caused the decrease. 
there's other issues that play a factor, social issues that the t- if the timing is just right. Was it right? was a good economic time? There's a show called Freakonomics. Yeah, Freakonomics. You Freakonomics? I, I've read the book. So Freakonomics talks about this, and they talk about the idea that it actually, I think it was actually revolved around something with abortions. Yep. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, they do. The idea do that it. you know abortions Roe v. Wade in terms of in terms of guns, what they were saying is that because if you take the correlation of guns and Roe v. Wade that children who weren't born because it was from a family who maybe wouldn't have wanted them, that if that family had instead had them, they would have been born in a family that didn't really want them, maybe didn't provide for them, didn't give them, and that that those children then would have actually grown up to this era and been sort of derelict and not really of the best moral character. So the appro- let me just say that another way. Th- I'm, I'm summing that up. Well, I'll, I'll, let that let up. me try to say it another way and see if, I, if it's what you think. That you're basically saying that the 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 kids who weren't born to be able to have access to an assault weapon is what made it drop. Children who weren't born because their parents maybe didn't want them anyway and would have neglected yeah. them weren't able to be born to be derelicts that could cause crime. But that's not. I'm and, and I'm really yeah. summing that. Up. Go go read the book. Go watch the show. But what I'm saying is there's social factors. Like you said, the economy. There's other things that play in. And if timing is right, I'm looking at a map right now that's talking about the number of U.S. gun death rates varied widely by state in 2020. So this is pretty modern. And you know what's funny? It's like color-coded. California and New York are damn near, they're a little lower, but damn near close to Texas and Is Florida. this on the Pew Pew? This is on uh, gun deaths in the yeah. U.S. Scroll down to this. So for that's interesting. So murder and suicide, suicides make up ha- more than half. Which yes. we've we've talked about that for a right? long, right? Yep. So you got to take those out, in my opinion. There's the one. So there's the spike, and it drops down in 96. Yep, I see this. Right? And then it stays, look how low it is. It's low for a decade. Yeah, but it goes back up. They're saying it goes back up because the assault weapons ban expired. The assault ban, it, it, it was done in 06. So if you look like California, New York, like they're right near where Florida's at. You know what I mean? Like they're right around the same range, right? And then you have places like Nebraska that are low, but like Wyoming is right next door and it's like super high, super high, right? And I was actually thinking like Wyoming, Montana, kind of depressing, like in the winter, like a suicide high there maybe. Could be. Right? Like, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm totally just Poachers. Playing, playing mind games, right? I love people, winter. People I stealing wouldn't. cattle. You love, yeah, you'd be great. Uh, I wouldn't commit roll suicide. around like a polar bear. I'd never commit suicide in Wyoming. I, I love the winter. Yeah, I'd be gone. <laughs> I wouldn't even make it to December. <laughs> Alaska, I know, has a high suicide rate, and they are pretty high up there. Yeah. They're like second to highest. I, I would not be surprised if those dark brown, you know, uh, high high rates are because of the suicide. Suicide. I know, like Louisiana, Missouri, like those are like notoriously like high crime areas. I, it is interesting. Like when you look at this stuff, it's very, very interesting as to why why it happens. You know. Well, I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, basically the battle over the Second Amendment is still strong in this country. What do you think, Ben? Do you think this is going to have any legs? I think right now we've got the absolute worst president we've ever had. Uh, this guy can't even find his way off a stage, <laughs> and he's going to make policy both domestic and foreign. You've got. People that are just pushing agendas like Senator Dianne Frankenstein. Oh my God! Oh, she she's, she's a, she just looks like the Sith. For an excuse, she just she's just got one one thing that she's constantly pushing, and any opportunity that she has to get her name behind another bill, it's just it's it's laughable. Like yeah. this woman, that's it. That's all she lives for. Right, and she doesn't have much time left. She doesn't look like she's getting any younger now. <laughs> sure. But someone will take her place. Don't yeah, worry yeah, about there's, that. There's Absolutely. Uh, but we've got we've got people that they don't care about the truth. They don't care about the numbers. This isn't about stopping crime. This isn't about oh, uh, we need to stop gun violence. This is about taking guns away from I from had, the three of us. You're 100 percent right. But either way, that's what's happening. I so had, it doesn't matter the yeah. reason. I had an interesting conversation with somebody tonight that you're going to like. And it's somebody who is not, a, I don't want to say opposed to guns, but definitely not the way we are about guns, right? But anyway, we're having a discussion about it. And she was just asking some questions. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I'll, I'll teach your kids. I'll, you know, I'll bring them up, get them some BB guns. You know, like, mm-hmm. we'll get them going. And um, she was saying, t- talking to me about the 
she said, why would you have a gun if you're going to keep it in a safe and not have it on you and not? And I was like, you sound like you should own a gun. Right. <laughs> I was like, that's exactly what, you know, we should be practicing is, right. you know, because she was like, well, you know, like if if we had one in our house and it was in a in in a safe and somebody broke in, you'd have to try to run upstairs and get the safe. And I was like, you are you should be a gun owner. You're that is so, honestly, I'm not joking. That's well, someone I who have, is right. Got plenty of guns in plenty of safes. Well, but at the same time, I also have plenty of guns that are under my control within reach. If I yes, need them. I didn't. I, I so it's. I, I mean, listen. It's not hard to, to hit a keypad. You know, it's not hard to do a biometrics. It's not hard to no, but there's I, hidden furniture first. Concealment furniture, I definitely you got to get there first. You know, you um, well, I'm sure you can stage things anywhere you want. Yeah, is my yeah, point. You could, yeah, you that's could, the point. You could, believe it or not, have a safe in your bedroom closet that has your quote unquote home defense guns in it, and then have a safe downstairs in the basement, wherever it is that you keep your collection. Right. Yep. That you're not going to immediately run to for right. home defense. Sure. I just, I honestly like. Let's say Keith. Let's say you went out and bought an AR-15. Okay. Right? Mike, Mike still buy, scenario. You could still buy an AR-15, removable magazine, whatever kind of stock you want on it, whatever, pistol grip, whatever. Is the simple ownership of that going to cause you to then go out and shoot up a school? Absolutely not. No. Right. No. That's the problem. So these guys go out and shoot up schools. They shoot up supermarkets, whatever it is. And everybody blames the gun. Oh my God, we got to ban these guns. Instead of saying, hey, what was wrong with that guy? What ticked him off? What set him off? What kind of mental issues does he have? Why did he go and do this? Instead, it's simple solution, ban the gun, ban the gun. You, you know, maybe we were... We're afraid of guns. I'm not afraid of guns. I'm afraid of the person holding the gun. Because we I want to know what set that person, person off, off, what yeah. that person's plan is. If they banned guns tomorrow and they came by and they eliminated every single gun in the world, but I still wanted to kill you, Keith, you know what I'd do? I'd take that pen right there and I'd <laughs> shove it right in your windpipe. It's it, and you'd be dead. There you was can't stop this. There it's was not, a. Uh, it's not the tool. It's the person wielding it and why. There was a story uh, a week ago, and I don't even know. It might come up in another show. I, I I can't remember if we have it on on a topic thing, but up in Syracuse. There was a guy, right, who's in an Applebee's with his family, I think, and uh, yeah, where uh, technically by New York law now he was, yeah, he yeah. was breaking the law, Ben, right? He was in a in a place that serves alcohol with a fire. So they would but, rather <laughs> that he did not break the law, did not bring his gun in, and just let. So I want let that guy cause. So carnage. I want to know a couple yeah, things. Let everybody else get shot up. First and foremost, I want to know if he's going to be charged. Well, you know, if, he, if he's no, not going to be uh, charged, let me stop you really quick. That's actually a hot topic in the Second Amendment right now. In the, it should in the be. No, 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 no. Not for the reason you think. People are mad at people like you. Not saying you per se, but I don't care. People are no, mad no, at me. no. Yeah, people, people are mad because people are calling up that jurisdiction, that yep. sheriff's, and going, "Is this my guy being charged?" Like, they want to. Like, I want to know it too. No, but they're, what they're saying is, if people keep calling and saying, "Are you going to charge?" I think this they guy? should, whether they think he should be charged or not. I don't care. Yeah, but you're putting some guy through the ringer so that we can maybe listen. Sit. I'm sorry for that. I feel terrible <laughs> for that guy. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. The reality is, it happened, and if you're not going to charge him, then the law is bullshit. You know, you've set precedent. The law is bullshit anyway. No, but my ben, point is, I know this. that. But you my know point what I'm is saying? this: it's like. I hope that they don't charge him because now, of wait, course, no, I no, hope they no, don't charge no, him. No, I know not personally for the guy. If they I don't, don't mean it that way if they don't charge him, we have precedent. To, that free that's right, that but, but that's my point. So stop calling. Let I it. Let it go. I disagree. I think you should call and push the issue because you, it should be. They need to make a choice. But that, they, is the law you, bullshit or no, not? Because if they here's the thing: if they don't charge him, if if everyone just shuts the fuck up and they don't charge him. Anytime someone gets caught with a gun in a place they shouldn't, they can now go, you didn't charge that guy. So, but wait, hold on, let me finish. But if you push and push and push, New York State is going to charge him and they are going to find him guilty. And now the precedent is on their side. That's my point. I'm not sure that that's entirely true. And and the, the part about the what you and I both think about it being a precedent by not charging, I'm not sure that that's true. Um, you know, this would be maybe a conversation for Peter or Josh, yeah. but, you know, I... I don't know if you can say that something is a precedent when somebody didn't get charged. That could mean that they wasn't enough as evidence, right? Sure. We only know fair. what we read. So there's that piece of it. But 
I like this idea of people questioning it because yeah. I think that's the only way you get to an answer. Yeah. I just would hate to be the guy that got, that's on the other end of it. You know what I mean? If it yeah, was you, you'd, I, hate, you'd hate to be listen, have people calling you, up and saying, hey, charge know, this guy. You know that guy. You know that guy waited longer than he would have waited a year ago to yeah. make to do what he did because he probably had to play the scenario in his face. He's yeah. like, I know I'm not supposed to be calling, caring. I'm a law-abiding criminal. What should I do? Should I not do this? Should I just leave? Is this going to get any worse? Right. Is this yeah. going to come my way? The girl just got my, cut, you yeah. know? <laughs> Are my kids and my family, are they in danger now? Do I right. need to do this? Can I avoid this? Well, Keith had the best one. He said, if you just left the restaurant, are you going to get charged for uh Leaving for skip, your bill. Leaving your, your bill. bill. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's New York. You probably, you probably would. would. And then they give uh, her the gun. Yeah. Well, uh, the last thing I want to bring up uh, before we get, get ourselves going too far on this is... Uh, the gun range of, uh, owner that laughs off concerns of visitors. You taking sent me this. Fire. I sent this to Have you. Have you seen this, Ben? No. So this is, uh, where is this? Texas. In? Texas. Yes. Always Texas, man. I love Texas. Um, Wait, can I say one more thing? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm backtracking quite a bit. I, I'm going to, man, I'm going to get a lot. back I, to Alec Baldwin? No, we're going to go back to the, back. we're going to go back to our president. I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. I actually think long game. I actually think that an assault, a, a, a federal assault weapon ban actually helps us because right now guys like us in new york fucking nobody that's in a free state gives a fuck about us but if yeah. if there were a national yeah, welcome to the party pal welcome to the party exactly <laughs> and guess what now the supreme court might have to fucking take that shit yeah and, and it's almost like your thing about calling on the guy that was in applebee's it's like yeah it, the, for the greater good maybe that's what needs to happen well i think long term the the supreme court has been pretty clear yeah, we just got to be patient. Just got to be patient. All right, let's go back to Texas. So in Texas, uh, this um, nightmare turned in. The, these two fathers took their sons out to uh, to a, a range to shoot some skeet, my kind of guys. <laughs> they end up hiding behind cars, and uh, they're, they're hanging out, and like, apparently some 22 rounds are just like flying over their heads. Whizzing by them. Whizzing Ooh. by them while they're in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> Ben wasn't running that course. And no, no. And uh I they were they had to hang out for a, a pretty amount of good amount of time. They were they were scared behind they the cars. They were calling, right? They were calling and um they 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 talked to somebody and I don't think they took them very seriously. Uh They said to the guy they called the guy up. They said, "Call us these fireman, right. call us these he's, he's like, "Okay, I, I'll look into it." <laughs> see what's going on over here the guy hung up and was like let me take a sip of my coffee oh. <laughs> they, listen they say I've things seen, are a little slower in the south i've seen things man um we've seen some crazy some crazy shit at how rangers. does this happen so bad bad range design so we were on that it was one of our local ranges that we use an outdoor range we were on one of the one of the ranges and there was a crew next to us that was doing some close quarter work but they had their pistols angled upwards, so they were actually trying to sh deliver headshots to their targets. Okay, and rounds were going up. Wait, th sorry, into, they were they were they were like they were tucked so, in tight, tucked in tight, about maybe three feet from the target, gotcha. trying to deliver headshots to like the Craig, target. Like Craig Douglas, kind of. Yeah, Craig Craig aims for like the lower pelvic, the yep. lower abdomen, the groin area, which yep. is these guys were going for headshots. Yeah. So guns are on a 45-degree angle facing upwards. Up over berms. And they were going up into the hill hitting rocks. <sighs> and I'm watching. I'm on the one range, and I'm looking over, and I'm seeing rocks breaking into pieces as these rounds are hitting it. And then I'm hearing, like, overhead. So when we're wearing electronic headphones, you know, Safari Land Liberators, MSA Swordens, whatever, yep. uh, it picks up stuff. Yep. So you can hear like a field mouse fart 50 yards away. <laughs> yeah. So when a round goes overhead or goes past, it's like, it, it sounds like it went right past your face. Are, are you, so, are, are you, when that happens, are you just like, what the fuck? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's gotta I'm be like, like unnerving. What's going on over here? <laughs> uh, down in Florida at a range, outdoor range, uh, a round whizzed overhead and because of the electronic ear pro, it sounded like it went five feet over our head. Like you hear woo, and you're like, but it was far. Whoa, but it was, was farther close. than it was farther than you, you sounded. Yeah, it's probably you know however high it is, but 
Uh, the one time that we did did have something funky happen out in Long Island, way, way out in Long Island. I'm not going to mention the range, but it's a very big range way out there. Um, By the lighthouse. <laughs> yeah, there were some guys that were doing this like M1 Garand World War II reenactment shoot. Okay. And I was in a class. One Sounds of my like buddies was I'd teaching be. it on another side of the range. And we would hear the sound of rounds, you know, leaving their range going over the berm. And then you'd be standing there and you hear next to you, you hear thump. Oh, that's, that's crazy. And it's like you'd see some sand splash next wow. to you. And it got to a point where we had to go and say, like, hey, guys, where you're you? shooting over that berm, yeah. it's landing on our range. Did you go and say, like, I feel like I'm in Normandy again? Like, <laughs> like we're sitting there and you This hear, is a reenactment. You yeah. hear, like, you hear, woo, and then you hear next to you, like, thump. Oh, my God. And it's like, yeah, this is this is sketchy. Yeah. Like, this is sketch. Yeah, time to go say something. Yeah. Well, this range in Texas, I think the biggest thing that these guys are saying is that they just didn't really even seem to care. Yeah. Um, they and said, there was other complaints, too. Well, the like, quote to the news was from the owner was like, this was a human error. It was more funny than anything. Uh, no, I don't <laughs> think it was. Um, so I guess it must be just poor range design. Like, what else could cause this to it's happen? Poor range design and, and just stupidity. Poor, poor management, really. Like, anybody who says that that's funny. Yeah, I don't find it funny. Well, and like there was complaints about this range, like from other other people, and like neighbors said that their houses have had bullets go through the house, which is that's bonkers. bonkers. Yeah, that's crazy. So another range had claims that rounds were hitting their house, Mm -hmm. and they called the police, and the police came, and the guy produced three perfectly cased, brand new three (laughs) oh eight. Oh. Shot the whole case out, huh? Wow. (laughs) And said, look, here's three that hit the house. (laughs) And the cop said, put these back in the box, take them back where you bought them, and don't call us with this bullshit. (laughs) Like it was three, you know, unfired 308 rounds. Like They're they're shooting mortars at us. You know what would have been funny is they almost should have have taken it seriously and said, okay, we're going, we're going to go, I'm going to go pick them up. We're we're all going to go to the judge today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna bring. We're gonna bring this. Is that? And then they should have got a fingerprint. And then they should have got arrested for filing a false claim. Check the fingerprints on these casings. I mean, that's somebody who clearly doesn't know anything about guns, right? Like they just, they just don't know what's going on. Well, Um, I hope, uh, I hope this Texas range, you know, takes things more serious. Takes things a little more seriously. And all right, so before we wrap this up, I want to just go with one more uh, thing that we found, and this is, it's, I think it's related to the gun industry, but it's. Also not. So the Supreme Court is going to hold off on this social media case. So if you haven't heard, this is, you want to bring this up on the board? Sure. So this is uh, Florida and Texas are basically suing, saying that social media, it's, it's really more political than it is guns, but I think it's uh, pertinent to both. The idea that like you're suppressing conservative candidates and and you're using the algorithm and using your policies to kind of censor certain people or, you know, how, how, they, shadow, make mo- shadow, how they make money, right? And how, yeah, yeah. shadow ban, Democrats whoever. Would never do that. And so we, we had done an article. Republicans either, right? We had, yeah, well, both. It, it is strange though. They asked the U.S. solicitor for their input on it and that person was appointed by Biden, I believe. Oh, really? Correct. I I do, I think this is, at some point they have to do something with this, but this is going back many, many, many episodes. We had had someone on that ran a social media site and we talked about this and I'm kind of digging this back up. But so for those of you that don't know, and I find this very, very fascinating, but in 1996, uh, the government en- enacted Uh, the Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. And what that basically did was that helped to protect online companies. So we're talking about the earlier days of the internet. We've talked about this on the show before. Sure. Uh, Not in this much detail, I don't think. And so basically what it said was companies, we'll use Facebook as just an example, but in the early days of these social media sites and, and other online sites, not just social media, it protected them from liability that would arise from what someone posted on their platform. And basically the, the, the term you'll hear often used is publisher versus platform. So what a place like back then, someone like Facebook would go, or back then it was probably MySpace, they would go and they would say, we're just a platform. If Ben DeWalt posts something and it's derogatory towards Big Keith, 
you know, we can't we can't help it. We're just a platform. We're not right. a publisher. We're not a newspaper. We're not editing. We're not we're we not looking. We don't have to adhere to any of those responsibilities. Right. And so the government said, "You're right. You're the town square, so to speak, of this right. era. You're the printing press. So you right. Know, you never saw Tom. actually the opposite because they would be a publisher. Oh, true. Sorry. Right. Yeah. So. The problem is, sorry, Ben, to cut you off. The problem is now they want both. They want the protections of a platform, but they want the power of a publisher. Correct. And that's the problem. Sorry, Ben, go ahead. You never see Tom from MySpace pulling half the shit no. that Zuckerberg does. He was a decent guy. He was, right? <laughs> yeah, he was he everybody's friend. everybody alone. He was everybody's friend. Hi, Tom from MySpace had me as a friend. I forgot that about was Tom. It. Never sent you anything, never zucked you, never canceled you, never... Suspended right. your account. Like I said, he was your first friend. He was friend, just like, hey, right? man, yeah. whatever you guys want to do. <laughs> that goofy look. Have fun. With yeah. yeah. The, he, he was just, yeah. Yeah. I so, liked him. Must be, cool. I, I must be a little younger than you guys. I don't remember Tom. Really? Uh, I, don't, I don't remember Tom. Yeah. You remember MySpace? You remember Live Journal? L- no. You don't, I, remember, I don't live really remember Live so Journal? Live Journal was the start of the Flame Wars with everybody. Really? Oh, I, yeah. Live Journal was good. I, I, I still around. I think I had a MySpace page like right towards the end. But never really finished it. I never finished my page. Yo, mine was Gucci as fuck, man. <laughs> Woo! That thing was nice. Yeah. Anyway, I think that'll do it for this episode. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. And a very special thanks to Ben for hanging out with us and chopping it up. Yeah, man. If anyone out there has any opinions or thoughts on tonight's conversation, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or Discord and let your voice be heard. <laughs>